Welcome to Many Talks Podcast, talking all business, entrepreneurship, property development, finance, and investment. Okay, Reese Many here, your host of Many Talks. Um, today, slightly different. I'm in the studio with my portfolio director of one of my businesses, which is Hunter Jones, uh, my introducing business. Now, what we've done at Hunter Jones, what I've done personally is, um, and what I want to talk to you about today is, I've started a new development company, which is HJ Collection. Um, Daniel's part of that company as well. Um, we make up the two directors and we've got a non-exec director that works alongside us and we work with multiple developers. Um, what I want to do today is Daniel's front end speaks to all of our investors and our prospects about the opportunities that Hunter Jones presents to our high net worth and sophisticated investors. Um, so I've invited Daniel in today just to ask me some questions what I suppose he would get asked front end from clients, prospects, um, when he meets them face to face. Yeah. So thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Reece. I know you've took some time out of your day to, to jump on with us. So I appreciate that. We think that there's going to be some benefit. And the reason we're doing this today is to give some value to our prospects and people that are interested in what HJC does. Most people that are listening to this podcast know what Hunter Jones do, yep. know about the majority of our developers um, and the great rate of return that we showed last year to the majority of our investors that invested into Empire with us. Um, so look, over to you, if you want to fire some questions at me, I'm happy to talk about HJ Collection, answer any questions, and hopefully these guys will find some value in it. Absolutely. Yeah, being um, front-end, client-facing, I do get a lot of the, the questions um, yep. asked directly to myself. And a lot of them are similar in their approach. Uh, people just want to know, you know what we've done in the past, what we can do for them, yep. and more importantly, you know, what, what's on offer and, and how we sort of process investments and what we do. And one thing that everyone always asks is, you know, what is our vision? I know when you first approached me to join Hunter Jones, you had a clear vision, a clear yep. mission statement. And um, for the listeners, it'd be nice for them to hear, you know, what is your vision, mission for the company? Okay, fantastic. I mean, so let's start, let's, let's separate the two. So Hunter Jones, the introducing company, um, is to be the largest introducer by 2024. Now, we're well on the way of doing that. And when I talk about largest, and some people say, well, there's different ways of, of looking at that. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, what I'm talking about is a, a renowned, well-known company um, that everybody knows about. So I've got a reputation of doing what it says they're going to do. Um, there's so many businesses out there, investment companies, that in my opinion are not really worried about their investors. They're more interested in what's in it for them. I started Hunter Jones because I see a gap in the market. The gap in the market was to look after your clients, put your clients into real projects, um, that have got an underlying asset. Now that underlying asset, we all invest to make money. Yeah. yeah? Investors make look to make money. I invest to make money. We all do. But you know, we all understand that things go wrong as well. We don't live in Alice in Wonderland. Um, so there is problems. Problems do occur. So what makes me sleep well at night, um, knowing that all of our investors that invest with us, joint ventures or people that we've introduced them to, our developers that we work with, you know, there's secure assets. So they've got to be very, very unlucky in the timing if something did go wrong with one of our developers mm -hmm. to actually lose any of their initial capital. Absolutely. Their initial capital is protected on, on the underlying assets. 
and that's what I look for when, when looking for developers. But what we found is, is that you know there's so many opportunities out there, and this leads me on to HJ Collection. The reason that we spoke about it and we started it yeah. is because you know there's there's two ways of looking at it. It's a very very boring and simple project. You know, it's buying old office space and converting old office space into residential through something called permitted development rights. Now, what that does is that eliminates the planning risk and in property development, you speak to investors every day. What's, what's the biggest risk? <laughs> the biggest risk for me speaking to investors is, you know, not understanding what they're going into, not knowing the foundations. Yeah. And property has always been a safe haven. They always ask me clients, do you do anything else other than property? And it really leads into what you've just said. We feel comfortable, we feel secure, we know where the market's going. Um, we've had lots of different opportunities outside of property. Too, too many. And, you know, as tempting as they are, you've always said, look, let's just master what we do, which is property, and it hasn't served us too bad so far. And don't get me wrong, there is other great opportunities out there that are not in property. You know, a lot of our investors come to us, say, I've seen this with somebody else, can you get it for me? The answer is we can get it, but it's not our bag. Yeah. We stick in our own lane uh, what we're good at and what we know, and that is providing opportunities in areas that are asset-backed, um, that are all income generating assets and that's that's what we work on HJ collection my vision for HJ collection okay slightly different to my vision for for Hunter Jones HJ collections vision is you know if, if you look in the news we need new homes you know there's unloved office space in every second or third tier city that you go in um, and when I mean second or third tier city, just go out of London slightly Essex anywhere in Essex you've got Braintree um, you've got Chelmsford, you know, they, these are areas that you will walk around and you will see unloved office space not being used. We move up north, you've got Doncaster, Wakefield, Pontefract. There's so many office spaces that's not being used that the council can't do anything with. Okay, so they look not very nice. Um, people don't really like them because they're, they're run down, they've been there for ages. So what we do is we go in, we purchase them and we convert them we put new homes in the area, what the councils need, okay, because people are leaving home, um, leaving mum and dad's house, people are moving up there, bank managers working in Doncaster, Barclays, NetWest, whatever it be, need places to live. You know, so we're catering for the needs of the rental market. Um, and we need new homes in the country, so that's what we're doing. And, and why there's that demand um, and why permitted development rights is here because it's eliminated that risk for investors. There's there's no waiting for planning permission. We wouldn't risk any investors' money on going to buy something that we couldn't convert straight away. Absolutely, and I think a lot of the investors they do actually ask, you know, why are you up north? They do feel comfortable. Good, it's a great question. You know, there's a big divide. I always say to them, look, if there is a crash in the property market, what's going to be affected first? Is it the top end in London or is it? Uh, you know, the lower and more affordable. But I think you've touched on it, but why, why, why up north in particular? Correct, exactly what you just said, but more importantly, I can go up north and buy an office space for 850,000 pound. That same office space, you couldn't buy the land, the material, so I mean the bricks, the cement, the tiles, um, get the building team to build that for 850,000 pound. It cost you more. So already we're in front. If you pick that building up and you put it down south, it's, it's going to be it's going to be in the millions, yeah. you know, and I'm not talking one million. I'm talking two, three, four. So we've got to purchase that at three million, and we've got to do what we've got to do. That eats into our profit. That eats into our yields. 
you know, up north, it's going to probably cost me a little bit more to develop it mm -hmm. down south because labour's slightly dearer, maybe. Um, let's just say it costs the same. I pay eight fifty up north. Down south, it costs me, let's just say, two and a half. Build cost is exactly the same. You know, it's, it's not hard to do the math where, where it works. And there's more demand up north for rental. Um, well, maybe not more exactly the same. You know, people need places to live. And people say, well, it's cheaper, you, you know, you'd rent them out cheaper up there than down here. It swings and roundabouts. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I know we've spoken before, just touching on another subject, moving away from location. Uh, you know, when you start telling people you've shown clients 27.2%, <laughs> you know, the age-old saying is... Good friends of my family say the same to me, Reece, you're mad. Too good to be true. <laughs> so we've had to find a balance of having sort of market-leading returns, but also... Uh, you know, making it fit within the business model. Yeah. Um, do you see the returns staying as they are? No, as, time, we, as, as you know, and as as our, our some of our best investors that have been with us from the start, mm -hmm. they go down. They do. And the reason they go down is because of our success. We need to create urgency, and we need to create a name in the market to get people's attention. Um, the attention is is like a balancing act too good to be true is one but we've proven that now mm -hmm. so the, the the cost on capital will come down okay. as we excel um and and that's that's just you know we 27.2 down to 24 we're now down to 20 if you want income so it is coming down and it will con continue to come down um you know i sat with an analyst and I, I say this story quite a lot around six seven eight months ago uh, sorry six or seven months ago and um, it was with, with one, an investor that I met in, in London. He was like, this, this project's risky. I was like, okay, have you done any due diligence? Mm. He said, no, 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 I just know it's risky. I said, well, how's that? He said, it's double digit returns. I said, okay, so let me walk away. I'll come back, it's only 5% on the table. Is, is it still risky? He went, well, I'd look at it differently. And I was like, mm. this is mad. We're not talking about a stock. We're not talking about a blue chip company. We're talking about you lending your money to somebody yeah and getting security, okay? Brits and all of us, why do we love property? Security. security. It's down, nobody can take it off you. Why do you think when you leave school or you go you go work and you've got some money, why do you think that a mainstream lender, e.g. the bank, will give you a mortgage on something that you're gonna have to pay for the rest of your life for at least 30 years? Why would they give you a 30-year loan? Well, it's a simple question. They know they can get their money back. Exactly. Yeah. That's why they're giving you a 30-year loan. Absolutely. So, you know, if it's good enough for the banks, it's, it's good enough for individual investors. It's just they don't know about it. Mm -hmm. And teaming up with the likes of Empire, Paul Rothwell, I mean, these are not sort of novice. No. What sort of experience, when you look at a developer, you look at their experience, is there a minimum criteria you're looking for? Why, why I know why, but for the... Yeah, well, for the, for, the, for the listeners, you know, it's, it's easy to risk other people's money. Mm. You know, I look for a developer that's done it with their own money before. You know, there's a video out uh, when we first formed HJ Collection with Paul talking about the next step is building from the ground up, mm -hmm. okay? Um, and everybody knows my opinion on building from the ground up, it's riskier than PD. Um, and, and I'm not sitting here saying that any different. The difference with it is we will start building from the ground up, but once Paul's done it with his own money, and he's, perfection, he's made it perfect, and he's made it work, mm -hmm. and then we use 
other people's money to do it. We wouldn't go and do something with other people's money that we haven't tried our own money yet. So in other words, you're not reinventing the wheel. It's already no. been tried and tested before you roll it out. Exactly. And that, that's how it has to be. There's no, we can't... The, the, well, you've seen the amount of calls in to the office, the amount of emails that we get of developers that, that want to raise six, seven, eight, however million, one million. Um, mm. You ask them for their track record, it's their dad, it's their uncle, it's, it's, it's whoever has done the developments apart from them. Yeah. And we can all do that, you know, but it's investors' money and it's our reputation. Absolutely. And the way that we're going to keep our reputation to where it is is by teaming up with fantastic developers that we always have done and also by doing HJ Collection, mm -hmm. a follow-on from, from Empire and working with a developer. You know, we're talking about... Well, we, we call Paul a, a permitted development right developer, but let, let's give him his due. You know, he's got over a hundred million portfolio. He knows what he's doing. There's not many people out there that can say through PD, they've got a, a portfolio worth 100, 120 mm. mil. It's true, very true. He's done very well for himself. Very with, with our help and with our investors' help. Absolutely. And he's, he's the first to say that. Mm. Now, with regards to property, like on a whole as a market, a lot of people saying, you know, we've had Brexit, yeah. house sales have slowed down. Um, we have a different type of business model which doesn't really rely on the sale of assets. So maybe if you could go into more Explain detail on that. how we exit investors from the fund, how the money comes back out and how we repay investors. Do we rely on sales? Could you go into a bit more detail? Yeah, I mean, look, it's, that's a great question and we, we get asked that a lot. There's free, exit for, free exits for, for um, investors that invest with us into HJ Collection. The first, the, the, the reason for HJ Collection is to retain everything that we, we build mm -hmm. um, or we convert. And the reason we do that is because then that gives us an, an income generating asset for as long as we want it. Yeah. Um, so what we would do is, is we would go and complete and tenant them. We'd then go to a mainstream lender and um, refinance. Normally 65, 70% loan to value. Uh, the first three opportunities that we've got with teaming up with Paul and his contacts, you know, we've got people ready to refinance us already. Uh, we've got offer letters, blah, 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 ready to refinance and get people out. So that's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, you know, if refinancing stops, people didn't want to lend us money, they didn't want to refinance, you know, there's probably a bigger problem in the world yeah. than, than, than our investments. But let's just hypothetically say we can't refinance. You know, we've then still can service the interest to the investors because these assets are rented out. Okay. So that money could come in and still service the interest that, that is due to them for an extended period if, if investors was happy to do that. If not, we can sell the individual units um, to investors that want to buy individual or units or people. Or a larger institution as well. Well, who want to buy them, we're going to move on to that after, but the individual units. Or then we've got insurance companies and pension funds that want an income generating portfolio. Yeah. So they will buy the whole block off us, which we've done previously. Um, and they will purchase the whole block and buy everybody out. And they yeah. will hold that on their balance sheet because that gives them security and an income, an income generating asset. So you've got really beginning, beginning with the end in mind, you've got four exits, uh, refinance, uh, rental, sale, and of course, um, you know, that is the big, you, the big, the big sell. That is what you look for, the big that. sell towards the institutions. So, I mean, We've got a £12 million raise. I think we're one third of the way through there. Yeah. Um, what's the next step once we get this, this raise under the belt? What's the next we've, vision? What's the next step? For we've, got enough, we've got enough developments out there to, to do another two or three loan notes. Mm -hmm. um, Opportunity is not the problem. It's bringing enough money in quick enough mm -hmm. is, is what's going to hold us back. Sure. 
Um, if we had somebody that said, here's 50, 100 million, You'd know where to place we it. would know where to place it. We've got the assets there um, that we can go and get, you know. And PD will, one question is, how long is PD going to last? You know, PD will come to a end sooner rather than later. It has to. Uh, there's so many developers um, using it in, in a horrible way. You know, they're building small rooms and, you know, you see it on the telly. Um, just, just really, really taking the mick out of PD because, you know, you can, you can do what you want. Mm -hmm. um, and they're just making real small rooms and not very appealing, but they're still being sold. So what does that tell you? It tells you that it needs real developers like us teaming up with real developers like Paul um, to take this opportunity seriously. And what that gives you is we take it seriously. That means our investors get a great rate of return. And it also means that, you know, we're getting some good assets on our books. But if you drill down into it, going back to your original question, too good to be true, 27.2%. When you drill down into it and you see what we've done with 6 million in the first fundraise, we turned that into a GDV of 23.5 million in 24 months. Um, some people then turn around and say, well, how come it's only got 27.2% return? You know, because it's, it's right saying that that's risky, but really, mm. Paul made the most out of everybody. He did. He did. Um, and he give the returns that was due. No, I mean, I can, I can attest to that. When investors do get the 27.2, um, and then they get the same return offered to them, sometimes, <laughs> you know, what used to be too good to be true is no longer good enough. And it's about that balance. Um, and we've always said to all of our investors, uh, what we do isn't for everybody, but right. there's a huge appetite. Look, let's face it, the bank interest rates are awful. Um, the stock market, as you've seen today, due to coronavirus, yep. that's lost a thousand points so over a 16 day yeah. period. Um, so, so no investment is guaranteed, but we do look at Paul's track record, we look at what we've produced, and we're pretty confident. Security, isn't it? Do. Yeah. You know, listen, things go up and down. Of course. Um, I've never, since I've been on this earth, seen property worth zero. Correct. Um, some stocks have gone to zero. Some other asset classes that I've seen have gone to zero. You know, you ride the wave, but if you're in it for a short-term, quick win, property's not, we're not your, we're not the people to deal with. But if you're in it for, you know, two to five year period where you want to make a better rate of return than what you're seeing anywhere else, mm -hmm. we can definitely help you. Yeah, absolutely. And as they say, you know, land, they're not making any more of it. So That's right. It's always a great position to be in. Correct. Brilliant. Um, just anybody that is listening that is interested, um, you can speak to any of my team. Dan heads the team up, you can speak to him. We do take people up to, to see sites, see, um, to, to see the head office in Doncaster, our developments in um, St. Helens, Barnsley and Doncaster. So feel free to get in touch and we'll be very happy to take you up there. Absolutely. Well, Dan, thanks for popping in. You're welcome, It's a pleasure. A um, thanks for listening, and hopefully you've found some value. Any questions, feel free to get in touch. Thanks a lot.